umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 hello welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with andy anderson welcome it's been we've been on hiatus here we are gearing up for the upcoming season so andy this is going to be a big season for coach harbaugh uh i can completely understand how People watching Michigan from afar may be a little critical if we've actually turned the uh, the corner. Um, you know, Coach Harbaugh brings a, a huge amount of hype with him. But as you've mentioned, um, he hasn't gotten the team to the Big Ten Championship. And again, as you've mentioned before, Michigan hasn't even been in the Big Ten Championship in football since it's, since it's been uh, created. So, you know, one of the things that I want to say, and, and again, you know that I support Michigan football, but I understand the skepticism of, of the outsiders. Um, you know, there was a lot of excitement when Rich Rod came in and, and the wheels fell off, and, you know, he never really really caught fire here. Uh, the only fire was uh, people trying to burn his house down and run him out of town. Um, but, you know, I think people remember when Brady Hope came in, his first two years... His record was 19 and seven. Um, of course, he had that big win in the in the BCS Bowl his first season. He was one and one in bowl games for his first two seasons. Harbaugh's first two seasons, the team is 20 and six. So, you know, I can understand seeing the skepticism of outsiders thinking, you know, that as Michigan fans are quick to say that we're back. I can see how some people say, well, we've seen this before. And I think that's why this third season is super critical. What do you think? Well, I think it absolutely is. I think it's a make-or-break season for him. He hasn't got the excuse that he's playing with somebody else's talent this year because the classes that are going to carry him are classes that are recruited by him. They were outstanding classes nationally. And he is supposed to be one of the better coaches in the coaching ranks. He's worth $7 million. This is a year, whether it's so-called rebuilding year, whether there's a lot of experience gone, he's got to do better than he did last year. And doing better includes, to my mind, one thing that has to happen, and that's he has to beat Ohio State. He's got to get that monkey off his back. The other thing is that it's a shame that Michigan has never been in uh, one of the Big Ten playoff games, never been in a national championship playoff. Those things got to change. Now, there is great hope this year, but that great hope is up against a really tough schedule. They have Michigan, uh, let's see, uh, Michigan State's at Michigan State, and Ohio State is at Ann Arbor, right? So that that's a benefit, but they have a very tough tough schedule. Wisconsin, Penn State, some of the others aren't aren't going to be easy. It's time for Jim Harbaugh to show up to prove that he is as well as a master showman that he is a master coach and can win away from home. And that leads then winning away from home. I think part of the problem there has been. The fact that we haven't had a predictable and sustainable running game. If that changes this year, 
maybe there'll be some difference. Well, and I, I think you make a good point. I mean, on one hand, that you could say that the schedule sets up nicely that they do get Michigan State at home, they do get Ohio State at home. Um, you know, Michigan State is imploding right now. You have to wonder if uh, how many people you want. You have to wonder what they're going to have to do to fill out a roster with the number of players who've been suspended, kicked off the team, asked not to return. Um, you know, it really is is setting up for Michigan to to be uh, you know to win that game. Now, you never want to say that any rivalry game is in the bag, um, but 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 as you said again, so you're assuming that. You're, you know that you're going to have an easier time with Michigan State this year, but again, Ohio State is the bugaboo, especially after what happened last season, where you know Michigan took them to overtime in the horseshoe, uh, and you know if they made a different decision, maybe could have uh, won the game in overtime and, and never gave Ohio State a chance to get that horrible, uh, what many people assume to be and consider a huge, uh, a bad spot on that play that allowed Ohio State to extend and, and eventually win the game in overtime. Now, I'll tell you, you know, you hit touched on how Michigan struggles on the road, and that's nothing new, unfortunately, that, you know, you can look back to um, Rich Rod, you can look back to Brady Hoke, um, and, and it's interesting because, you know, one of the games that, in my mind, uh, when Michigan went off the rails under Brady Hoke was they went on the road to Penn State. So looking at the schedule this year, you got Penn State on the road, you got Wisconsin, and I'll tell you, I, I I see the team. You know, I would not be surprised. I think you'd be fortunate to split those games, okay? Um, in light of how the team has struggled on the road, in light of how big those games are. Now, you know, I I think you know you've seen that the spread for Michigan at Penn State is in double digits against Michigan. I think that's just crazy. Um, but again, yeah, I, think, I, I think it is going to be a tough game. I mean, when you're breaking down the schedule, I mean, Michigan has a tough road game right out of the gate against Florida, and they have a ton of they're going to have a ton of new starters, and that's that's going to be a big test. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that shakes loose. Um, but but definitely, I think that this is the year. You know, there's been a lot of discussion on. Um, how many wins people think that, that Michigan will be able to pull out in, in the season. And, and I'll tell you, I have um, always thought, you know, I've always been skeptical of, of how well the team would do under Harbaugh. And not because I didn't believe in him, but, you know, every season there seemed to be big, uh, big obstacles to overcome. You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it. I think Michigan's going to win 10 games. I, I really think... This is where Harbaugh backs up the hype, backs up the marketing, backs up the publicity, and actually, um, again, competes for a Big Ten championship and, and beats Ohio State. Now, if he, can, if he can do that, I think that, that everybody should be pretty pleased. Um, you know, What do you think about his chances? I think they're good. I think he's got a good talent base there now. He's got... People that, while they may lack experience, they're going to get that in a hurry. And they do have athletic talent. They have size. And he's got a better quarterback position than he had last year because he's got all kinds of depth there now. 
He's got at least three decent quarterbacks, and they're going to have a heck of a competition this uh, August and fall to get in there, and he's got one quarterback that actually has a year of experience at, at the helm as a Michigan quarterback. So I, I think there's reason to be optimistic, and I think it outweighs the pessimism. But there still are some things that have to happen. They have to be able to run the football to be a balanced football team. And they have to, uh, Evans coming back as a running back is good, and they've got all sorts, Walker, they've got all sorts of people back there, guys that were there last year. So they got talent there, and depth at the wide receiver, I've never seen them have such a cadre of wide receivers. People that even if he throws the ball a little bit behind them, they're going to reach up and get it. They're, they're Derek Black and uh, the rest of them, a lot of them have uh, a lot of talent there. And so we'll see. It's going to be a most interesting year. I think they have a chance to do good things if they can learn to run the football when it needs to be run. The last three losses they had, let's see, they were Iowa. And Florida, oh, let's talk about that Florida State loss. We caught up, went ahead, and then couldn't hold the lead. And it wasn't not just the fact that the offense couldn't get first downs. The defense let out a winning, you know, score late. They let out three big plays in that game. And one has to wonder if the big plays don't aren't an ancillary result of the kind of system that uh, Coach Brown runs. But I don't know. But those three three long plays killed him. Uh, two interceptions by State didn't help, but only one of those was a turnover. So, I mean, uh, resulted in points, if I recall. So it's going to be a heck of a year, man. You're going you're gonna to go to a beautiful place. Uh, there on the home sun, on the home Saturdays, and uh, sat there amongst the biggest crowd in the nation most times with the associated pageant, pageantry, and it's just an, it's nice to go home to Michigan Stadium, but it's got to get to be more fun away from home too. I think Harbaugh's doing better than Hope did away from home. Brady had Brady had a kind of a beaten down attitude about away games. If you said it's away and it's going to be tough away, he'd agree with you. You say that to Harbaugh, he'll knock your head off. You know, yeah, but but, but, you know, but the thing about that, Andy, is you can look at and, and not so much last year, except for the, the Ohio State loss. But you know, the year before that, they went to overtime against Indiana. Um, they could have, would have, should have lost to Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota completely brain farted down, uh, you know, real deep in the red zone. And, and again, yes, Michigan won, but you look at that, and I mean, would you consider Minnesota and Indiana great teams? And and I would say no. And and you know, at a certain point, at a certain point, it can't be. Well, when Michigan goes on the road, they get everybody's best game. Well, you know what? Alabama gets everybody's best game. Ohio State gets everybody's best game. There is a a common malady 
And again, going back to you know, it's it's before Hulk. It, it started with Rich Rod, and I really want. I mean, I really want to see Michigan turn around. But again, even last year, you had the last two games on the road, Iowa and, and Ohio State. The team disappointed, and and I'll tell you, the Iowa game really, really was disappointing. So it, it, I mean, again, it's one thing to lose to Ohio State. It's another thing to lose to uh, eh, not a great Iowa team. So, and like I said, at a certain point, it can't be, well, you know, we get everybody's best game. You know what? If you want to be an elite team, you're, you know darn well. You know darn well Alabama gets everybody's best game. You know darn well Ohio State gets everybody's best game. That excuse wears is is really wearing thin for me. Um, and, and again, it, it's just uh, it's one of those watch and see. You know, you mentioned Don Brown, and you know I, I'm I'm taken back to what numerous coaches have, have said throughout the years. Great players make great coaches. And I look at last year's defense, and you know you better look like a great coach with last year's defense. Um, so so for me, you know, and again, didn't recruit those players, and you know develop them. A little bit, but I mean, didn't develop them over their their entire career. So for me, this and next year will really be the proof in the pudding for Don Brown. I know that, that I, so too. I I know that people gush over him, and he's a great interview, and and he's one of these salty guys, and he gives you good quotes. And and I just look back at last year's defense, and I'm like, dude, you should have looked good with last year's defense. And you know, I remember after the bowl game, he immediately signed his, his renewal, and I was like, yeah, you better. After, again, after the way the defense looked in that game, you better sign that uh, extension before it gets pulled. So it's just one of those things where there's a lot for us to keep an eye on heading into the season. Um, now, we, we touched briefly on, you know, the meltdown in Michigan State, and that kind of links into um, – you know, Harbaugh kind of went in a different direction and has allowed Grant Perry to work out with the team. Uh, and, and now he said he won't play until he gets cleared, but he's back with the team. Um, and, and in Michigan State, you know, they, they've had a, a, a you know, they've been running buses to the to the out of East Lansing, getting rid of players. Um, you know, Andy, I know you're up in the Lansing area. What's your take on, on what's happening up there right now? I, I feel sorry for Michigan State to a degree. It's hard to feel sorry for them, but uh, they, they really have stepped in it. But they are doing a magnificent job of keeping their mouth shut for the most part. They had one trustee that ran off a little bit about Robinson naming him when he shouldn't have. Uh, one of the guys that's accused of, uh, of, of being uh, naughty in some respect, and, and uh, they've thrown him off the team. But it was known when this trustee let it out who he was. But anyway, they are absolutely magnificent at making excuses, and they are magnificent at concealing what's going on. And uh, they are under very great pressure because of the Winston situation a few years ago, the mask beat up of some players in the dormitory uh, a few years ago, 
Winston got out of jail in the same afternoon, uh, practiced with the football team that hasn't happened to Michigan. Right now, the scales tip in Michigan's favor. They do have one player there that, uh, you know, that came back after getting in trouble after the game in East Lansing. I wonder why he was out in the bars in East Lansing. Uh, after a game, he should have been, been someplace and gone home and been in Ann Arbor because you'd expect something to happen under those circumstances. Anyway, I didn't feel good about that. But the scales tip in Michigan's favor. Well, no matter how Andy, Andy, let me interject right there. Right now. Let me interject right there. You know why he was, you know why he was there? Because kids are stupid and they make bad decisions sometimes. I mean, like you said, what was he thinking? I mean, just yeah. oh. That's right. I I wouldn't even want to wear a Michigan hat in there after they lost the game. You know. But anyway, be that as it may, I don't think. I have any cause to regard Harbaugh as not doing what he should be doing. Besides, we don't know on any of these cases, either in East Lansing or in Ann Arbor, we don't know the real circumstances. We don't know any extenuating circumstances. And uh, Harbaugh has shown that he'll throw people off the team. And Michigan State is at the end of the rope. They have to throw people off now without consideration of extenuating circumstances, and they should because of what's been going on. Four people off of this one team is, is, not, a, is not a very good record. Well, and Andy, the big thing up there is you have the whole gymnastics scandal um, with, with the team doctor who was, you know, uh, just doing... They, 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 they dropped one count, uh, one lady yeah, today. Good luck with that. There's about 50 other ones. I mean, <laughs> no, again, there's, there's, I mean, I mean one of the things about well, that is that guy has been remanded to jail for months because there's so much evidence against him. And, and my point is, is that people in the program reported him. Allegedly, the athletic department looked into it and said there was nothing there. And... You know, so you have that ongoing scandal. You have this scandal. Um, articles are starting to show up that students are starting to question, um, you know, are starting to question the whole culture on campus on if it's safe for women. Um, you know, one of the things that Hollis said when this whole thing broke was that the football program, in his view, has fallen short in all three areas that they care about on the field in the classroom and socially. What I want to know is, if you have a program that has failed in all three areas that you care about, how can you only fire one coach? And, and they will tell you that, well, you know, it was the Curtis Blackwell situation. His contract just wasn't renewed. And, and again, that's, that's a load of crap. And you just look at that, and, and you, really, you really have to wonder... Um, What's going to happen? They extended him for for a, a while after after there was a problem known. Well, they didn't get rid of him. Yeah, but they extended him while the investigation was going on. Uh, you yeah. know, probably to keep him, you know, 
give him incentive to, to cooperate. So, I mean, again, that, that didn't surprise me at all. I mean, again, it was a, it was a, you know, imagine how it would have looked if they fired him and then he stopped cooperating. Um, so, again, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Michigan State. I don't like D'Antonio. I always thought he was a good coach, and, and, and a lot of this stuff coming out surprises me. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the team uh, when they struggle this year. I mean, if they struggle this year, when they struggle this year, <laughs> um, how much? Uh, well, were they three and nine last year? How much uh, credit he has? How much credit he has in the bank? Um, so, you know, one final thing, or one of the last things, is back to Harbaugh. Um, Harbaugh's actually raised a little stir, releasing that uh, or announcing that. He was going to invite the former president and first lady, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, to be team captains for a game. And, uh, you know, now uh, he's taken some flack. Now, he's been working with Michelle Obama for a couple of years. You know, he was a guest at the uh, State of the Union, you know, a year or so back. The thing about Harbaugh is that he's going to do what he wants to do. And... You know, I've told people, I'm like, listen, you have to understand that at every stop Harbaugh's been at, he eventually rubs pretty much everybody the wrong way at some point. I mean, no matter how much you like him, um, he's a very polarizing guy, and he's going to do what he wants to do. And, you know, my take on a lot of this stuff is, you know, have you won a Big Ten championship yet? Is it going to help you win a Big Ten championship? Because really that's what I'm kind of, you know, focused on right now. But, but again, Harbaugh's going to do what he's going to do. And it, like I said, I really think this third year is critical. Because if the team struggles, all this sideshow stuff is going to look really frivolous. If, if he wins 10 games, you know, they're going to have a parade for him. And, and you know, the, the, the show goes on. Um, but again, a lot, I think people put up with a lot of this side stuff. Um, because they really like him, they really trust him, and they're assuming he's going to keep winning. Um, what's your take on, on his, uh, his spring break trips and, and uh, all this, this extra extraneous stuff? Well, this year's spring break was actually gangbusters, apparently, for, for many of the players. And a lot of the recruits seem to be mentioning the fact that they spent time in Rome and while that's not a deciding thing for them, it certainly does play a part in their calculus on whether or not to spend time in Michigan. Uh, I think this time it worked out to be a magnificent trip for them. I haven't heard any derogatory about that trip at all. And not, you know, and, and uh, everybody seems to be happy with it. Not all the players had to go. You had your choice as to whether you were going to go or not, and some didn't. Some showed up late yeah, for the exams and stuff. And he's going to do it again. And it seems to me this next year might be a little more risky because they are, they are entertaining going to Paris, Normandy, and then London. And they're going to play practice games both in Paris and London. That's a heck of a, uh, a trip for a kid paid, even if they have to play a little football. 
there's a lot of culture shock there uh, whenever you get to a foreign society and it's good for the it's good for for them as students and gives them a little time away from just the grind of football which is an everyday thing now so I don't know we'll see as long as it works out there's not going to be criticism if somebody gets hurt there's going to be a lot of criticism see I, I think um, now again it, it all depends on you know, you can get hurt anywhere, you know, anytime during spring, you know, trips. My thing right. is, is that I think it's great they're doing it. I think it's awesome. I would have loved to have been a player. I would have loved to have done this. And yet, remember that Hoke, Hoke did a lot taking the team. You know, they went to SEAL training. And everybody sure. loved that. But when, you, yeah. but when you're not, but when, if you don't win, you don't care. You know, I mean, you you lose the tolerance for, you know, the the extraneous. At least I did. I mean, you know, if you don't see how it's paying off, um, you know, you start wondering how does this how does this relate to what's on the field? And again, I'll say it again: if Harbaugh wins nine or ten games and competes for another Big Ten championship, and you know, has a year like last year, nobody's going to question anything. Um, you know, that's right. And, and I think that's that's the big you know that that's the key. Um, so, well, Andy, we've we've touched it, on a it, number of topics. Do you have uh, any final thoughts for for this podcast? Yeah, it, it, if we want to give an overall critique of Harbaugh at this point in time, there's not much that I that I think you can criticize him on. He has he's got a quirky personality, and. Uh, but he seems to be totally dedicated, totally dedicated to what he was doing. And as far as I know, uh, he's doing it the right way. Now, if he can match that with winning, we've got uh, we've quite, got quite a system there. No doubt. No doubt. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.